Welcome to another episode of Titanic Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss the movie Titanic minute by minute. I'm your co-host Rob and joined as always by my good friends Joe and Duff. Hello. The All-America team is back. (laughs) (laughs) In this minute, uh, minute 29 of Titanic, Rose looks through her art collection. Um, (laughs) Well, we're not there yet. We're not yet. Calm down, Joe. First, it's important. Um, Fabrizio gets the top bunk, and uh, and I feel like there's an underrated line in this movie, which is where one of the Swedes just goes, "Where's Sven?" It's <laughs> so is sad. a good joke. <laughs> it is. It's it's uh, it's uh, an example of humor that works well in this minute. And uh, the last soon, one, we will soon talk about when it does not. We sort of uh, move forward. <laughs> We see the uh, upstairs, downstairs between steerage and first class. You know, we go from the uh, bunk beds and sparse um, lodging for Fabrizio and Jack to uh, first class. And um, we talked about this a little bit, but I looked into a little more. It'd be about $33 for a bunk like they have. And the most expensive state rooms on Titanic would be about $4,000. Nineteen twelve dollars. Nineteen twelve dollars. Yeah, and uh, in this minute we sort of see the beginning of the downfall of Cal. Uh, I've sort of, uh, I've sort of defended him in his first minute in the movie, but it, we start to see that uh, wear away a little bit. We see him wandering around on his private promenade deck, and uh, we have these. So Picasso I want. Paintings. I want to say, is there any? Uh, more of a rich bastard way to acknowledge the help than to grunt <laughs> and motion at them with a champagne glass. Yeah, I think oh, I find yeah. Cal uh, that is problematic, but extremely relatable in the fact that the first thing he does on vacation is he drinks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you on that. <laughs> they just they literally just got off the dock. Like our just, uh, the closest we ever get to that is buying a beer on a Southwest flight and feeling like really adult and special like ooh. oh it's not even on the flight joe it's like while we're waiting for a flight to the airport yeah <laughs> at the tgi fridays in the airport look at me adulting yeah. i'm adulting i'm gonna yeah, use let's... a credit card for this too can you believe they gave me one <laughs> i'm gonna get a margarita <laughs> um, and we have the picasso paintings guys <sighs> we have rose Is this real to... were those actually on the ship I have notes on this. Um, I have some notes too. Let's just let's just sort of work through the scene, and we can get into it. But uh, Rose is admiring her paintings, and uh, Cal comes in there and calls them finger painting, and he says they were a waste of money. Sort of asks who it was, and she's like something Picasso. Uh, and then Cal promises that Picasso won't amount to a thing. At which point, everyone sort of leaves the room. Because no one wants to deal with him. But then at the end of that, he says that. And then he says, well, at least they were cheap. And I was like, well, you just said they were a waste of money. Which yeah. one is it? 
buddy. Well, th- thing can be cheap and a waste of money. Rich people don't like spending money of any kind, of any amount. So we need to talk about these paintings because um, I am a... I don't want to go to the point of saying staunch defender of this movie, but definitely a defender of Titanic. I cannot stand this sequence. It makes me so mad. It's the laziest joke that you can make in, a, in like a historical film. Yeah, exactly. And I, uh, I, I hate my stuff point like was go- my point was going to be that it's you've already said it's it's lazy. It's hackneyed. It, I hate. It's basically the wink-wink moment. The only time you get to make jokes like that is if it's a time travel movie. In like, uh, like I think so, like, like the, biggest... the Reagan joke in Back to the Future or something. Yeah, like it's your cousin Marvin Barry, like something like that. At least that's kind of clever. It's or clever when they say and Reagan it's... and they're like the actor, like that's yeah, kind of funny. But I, I I'm reminded of an almost famous with the. The thing about the fax machine in uh, oh, the Rolling yeah. Stone office. Like, I think that yeah. movie's almost a perfect movie. That's really one of the only moments in that film that I'm just like, oh, that's bad. I or the that... like, I'm gay thing on the flight, I think, doesn't work too. It doesn't age well either. But um... I, I think that my point, maybe it's not just time travel movies, but maybe it's it has to be somehow organic from the story and the plot there was really no need for this whole picasso back and forth i know that the paintings are supposed to kind of show that she appreciates art and so that's why she appreciates jack and his art but it it's really not necessary and it just seems like a a wasted scene just so james cameron can make what he considers a joke and having her looking at paintings and putting them up, right? Like, that's fine. That's enough to show us that, like, she likes art. We sort of see how, like, huge the stateroom is. You sort of see all of this. Like, the fact that they have to have this such a weak, you know, you don't, it's just, part of it also is it requires no knowledge to be like, oh, Picasso. Oh, he is a painter. Oh, I get it. Yeah. It's like, oh, God. All you have to do is have her hang up one painting and smile at it and have him walk by and roll his eyes. Neither yeah. of them has to say anything, and that takes three seconds. That's good economical filmmaking. We've now cut this movie down almost three or four. Well, this is one minute, so one minute. <laughs> I, didn't it feel longer? Like, doesn't it feel like it's a huge setup for an awful series of jokes? Well, uh, I'll do it now. So, um, there is our first deleted scene happens uh, at the end of this scene. And so she looks at the paintings, he makes a comment, and then what we do in the deleted scene is we follow Rose into her quarters, her handmaiden follows her, servant, I don't know what term to use, I don't know if handmaiden's the right one, but um, she, the handmaiden then talks about the unused sheets, and Cal mm-hmm. comes in and asks her to leave, and it gets real weird and rapey, and he talks about how... Uh, you know, not only will the sheets be unused, but he'll also be the first one with Rose. What? Like that she's hasn't been with any other man, essentially, and he'll be the first with her, and she's really not into that. That's sort of the deleted scene 
uh, if this were to carry on. I'm happy they removed that because I feel like, well, you know. it would have settled a lot of debate because over on the the Google group archive, Uh-oh. there's a not lot Monday. of debate. Well, no, I'm not <laughs> quoting any. I'm just saying there's a, a very uh, uh, intellectual, uh, an intellectual movement going on as to Rose's virginity, and this would have solved some solved a lot of that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Who I mean, that's cares? a research. They argue that... about that. <laughs> also, uh, also doesn't matter because, like, that's just what Cal thinks. It doesn't mean he knows. You know, True. A, a woman's heart is an ocean of secrets. Oh God. Um. Oh, that bef- before. <laughs> I did want to point out that lost in many frustrations here. Uh, I I think we're all pretty much in agreement that Kate Winslet overall fantastic actress. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. When she has some dialogue, which for the movie is not any better or worse, I guess, but she just delivers it so stiffly. It's like it's like being inside a dream or something. There's truth, but no logic. And it just, <sighs> <laughs> it's not a great line, and she just biffs delivering it. I don't know how you deliver it well. <laughs> Such an absurd line. But I never so, notice it from her the rest of this movie. Uh, yeah, young she's, Rose. She's great. And she's so young. She's like, what, 19 when she'd filmed yeah, this? Yeah. So she's able to pull. Maybe that's like the one line. She's like, I can't sell this. This this is the <laughs> one thing. I need a few more years. Yeah. There's truth, uh, but, but no logic. I do have a. Uh, Another problem I have with the scene, and this kind of goes to answer your question you had earlier, Joe. Not only is this dumb and not funny, but it's also wrong. There were no Picasso paintings on the Titanic. Mm. So, like, James Cameron, you know, up to this point has tried so hard. I mean, he flopped the the Southampton stuff, like, all the stuff he did in order to, you know, he went down to see the Titanic then he like somehow thinks the joke is funnier, it, you know, is so funny that it's worth the loss in authenticity. And he actually asked permission to use like reproductions of these paintings, and the Picasso estate denied him. And then he used them anyways, <laughs> which is well, such a James Cameron thing. That's a very and, James Cameron move. <laughs> and uh, and would then you like he, would you like to hear his side of it because he talks about it. Well, hold on. Well, in a minute. I would, yes. But Picasso Estate was upset. He had to pay a fee. And then when they did the 3D release, Picasso Estate once again was like, all right, this is a a separate movie. You also need to pay us because you just did it again (laughs) for the 3D release. (laughs) So go ahead, Dauphin. Let's hear Cameron's side. Well, none of the Picasso Estate stuff was mentioned but so he admits that they are not actual paintings but they are strong in style to famous picasso paintings and he uses the names of the paintings i don't remember what they were but his logic he's like well of course they can't be the real ones otherwise they'd have been lost with the titanic but and why do it so and then he actually says and i'm quoting Art critics can kiss my butt. <laughs> my guess is they wouldn't let him swear on a commentary. Oh, this is on the commentary he talks about this? Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, like he, a... he brings it up willingly. 
at least. How brave. Thank you for your bravery, <laughs> James Cameron. Joe, I feel like I feel like you have some strong opinions on this. I, I just it's a lazy joke and like the fact that we've <laughs> that there was conversations with the estate of one of the greatest artists of all time and that he ignored them anyways. Like all of this trouble for something so transparently and deeply stupid. For a really dumb joke. For a really dumb joke. That exactly. and and like we already discussed it has n- there's no reason to include it in terms of character development nope and it makes her look bad too so she's just hauling a bunch of boxes of paintings onto this ship so well we know she them. loves to haul things around i mean we did see her, like mean, how much it just makes her seem we're supposed to like her not yet though really like are we supposed to like her yet cuz she's sort of we, a brat we don't know point. her yet joe I, yeah we're supposed to at least like think she has like potential like we should feel like she's trapped i mean you can't say we're we're supposed to not we're not supposed to like her yet right after the slave ship line the only way That's that line true. works is if we were supposed to like her immediately and feel and feel pity for her empathy no you're right cuz i'm forgetting that we allegedly met the old version of her earlier yeah that too supposed to like her um i did i did uh i did learn something i want to kind of follow up from uh what uh a previous heart of the ocean talked about we had jamie on and he brought up the point that uh i think b52 b54 and b56 that these rooms were actually um ismay's um state room and uh, it's actually unknown who stayed in it apparently J.P. Morgan was originally booked to be on the Titanic, but he decided not to sail. So they essentially, like, by default, kind of moved over to, to, to Ismay. But that's not really documented. So it's not really documented on who stayed in those staterooms, which is why James Cameron chose those for where Rose and Cal would stay at. Because in his head, like, they were empty. But once again, like you go to that level and then just throw a Picasso, a bunch of Picasso paintings that allegedly you're saying sunk on the ship. I want to know. He must be lying then on the commentary because if they're actual replicas of the actual Picassos and they successfully got money out of them, I wonder. I wonder if it's something where like they're replicas and then he just like made some adjustments to them and he's like, no, they aren't. These are original <laughs> Jay Cameron's. <laughs> I don't it's know. It's like when Vanilla Ice does that excuse for how he's not ripping off under pressure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh do you guys have anything else on uh on this minute? No. I think we all dislike this minute a lot. It's bad. Yeah. And we um when we all agree it's not good radio. So let's just move on. It's happy hour. Let's go get a drink. But yes, we should move on. Yeah, and just let me say again, thanks to Rose for getting uh, a room on a cruise ship that is uh, about 8,000 times nicer than my home and complaining that it needs a bit of color. Really cool and normal. (laughs) Love your character. You seem like I think we'd be good friends. It's filled with flowers, guys. Uh, It's got a promenade. I don't even know what a promenade is. It's a sunroom, isn't it? Just a big sunroom. We're getting mad online. Let's log off. Okay.